Wonderful to be with you this morning, to be a part of this handsome, dashing, and intelligent. Hold on, Paul's handwriting is a little hard to read. Um, the whole thing? Okay. Um, but please, please, please tell Luz I remembered her birthday today. So can we make a joyful noise? Is Luz still in here? It's her birthday today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, that was fun, y'all. All All right. Uh, Friends, wherever, whoever, and however you are, you are welcome here, and you are loved, and it is a joy to be with you this morning. Uh, Today we continue our summer in Psalms. It's a a large book of poetry and music in the middle of the Bible. Uh, These writings consist of praise, joy, lament, grief, and all that come in between and around. Today's psalm is one of thanksgiving, one that would have likely been sung or heard as folks entered the temple to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and gratitude. This actually concludes a mini-collection of psalms, through 93, Psalm 93 through 100, focusing on the universal reign of God in a celebratory tune. The tone and language of this psalm remind us of what it means to approach the presence of royalty of a king. One came into the presence of a king by entering his precincts, his courts, and those there would be greeted, would greet the appearance of a king with shouts of acclamation. The psalm consists of some commands for us as well, commands for the whole earth and for all generations. Make, worship, Come, know, enter, give thanks, and bless his name. And then it gives us the motivations for these commands and guidelines. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. For the Lord is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Not only are we given instructions or guides or or action items, we're given the heart and the reason behind these things. For the Lord is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 100 is an expression to be sung. It's a hymn of celebratory purposes to create a worship experience that knows who God is and why he is to praise. So as we take a closer look at Psalm 100 today, we're going to be reflecting on mise en place, noise, and the universe is humming. First, let's talk about mise en place. I could hear the ears of the chefs in the room getting a little excited. Chef Besh, I could hear, he's like, oh, he is slaughtering that French phrase, and I apologize, Besh, I tried my best to rehearse via YouTube, and that's the best I could do. So mise en place, it's preparing to gather the ingredients to get the recipe together. It's a French term to gather all your ingredients, to cut and peel and slice and grate before you start cooking. Pans are prepared, mixing bowls are cleaned and prepped and filled with ingredients. 
tools are set out, and we prepare for the meal. That's the definition, at least, right? I consider myself a bit of a home chef. If people have been in my house while I'm cooking, they may have some different opinions about what a home chef is or how I would define what a home chef is. But I enjoy cooking. It's so much fun. This photo is a little dated, but it's uh, one of the more uh, one of my favorite photos. I'll, I'll say that. It's me chopping some veggies. My niece and nephew, Brennan Noah, are there. They're they're doing some art. They're creating some stuff with colored pencils, and uh, you know I, the onions are why I'm crying uh, behind this photo, but not because of the wonderful image with my niece and nephew. But I digress. Preparing, preparing whether it's a recipe or uh, preparing for different things throughout our lives. Now for me, I don't know if the, my interest in cooking is amplified by uh, things like The Chef's Table, uh, a show on Netflix with its cinematic and slow motion uh, footage of tossing veggies in pans and brisket in the smoker. I'm like, oh, I could do that. And I assure you, I can do some of it, not, not all of it. But now I'm getting hungry. What time is lunch? Anyway, as we prepare and gather and set things up for a meal, sometimes we can feel like we're really in the zone. We feel like the Food Network is bound to call us, our show is about to begin, and sometimes it feels like maybe our meal isn't quite Michelin star rated, or even a two-star experience on Yelp. We can get busy, distracted, and, and important things can demand our attention, and sometimes we can scramble, it feels like we're scrambling, it's hard to follow the recipe, and it's difficult to make anything digestible, let alone delicious. But rest assured, we can prepare and sometimes we can be a little unprepared, but that meal is going to come out in a beautiful uh, array. We're going to be gathered and I've got my niece and nephew, they're making art uh, ready for the meal. So while the, the dicing may not be exactly in uniform like the chef's table, we'll break bread and we'll have a glorious time together. So maybe cooking isn't your thing. But we all have experiences of preparing and getting ready for things, whether we realize it or not. Whether it's everyday things, like getting our schedule together, whether it's meetings with coworkers, colleagues, family members, friends, getting lists for the grocery store, preparing for vacation, doctor's appointments, hairstylists, those sorts of things. We prepare and, pre prepare and plan for specific events as well. Weddings, birthdays, milestones, working towards a goal in our, in our health, work, or personal growth, or, or athletics. Even moments like waking up early, maybe to spend a little quiet time reading or writing, that takes some preparation, some planning. For some of these things, the recipe is simple. Others, it's so ingrained, it's almost muscle memory or, or second nature for us. And others, still, it might take a while to learn that technique to learn that new habit. And in a similar way, Psalm 100 is preparing us to make worship come, know, enter, give thanks, and bless his name. We're given a guide for thanksgiving even when it may be difficult to be thankful. Because we don't always feel joyous, right? We don't always feel like making a joyful noise in our lives. But we're given this guide 
to approach a way of thanksgiving, a way of living grateful. We're invited in to enter the gates. I had to think for a minute, entering the gates. When was the last time I entered gates? Like parking lot, parking structure gates, those aren't really that exciting. I don't really get joyful going in with the arm coming down and paying way too much money for parking in a spot, right? Yeah, that's not, I'm not joyful about that. But then I thought about, the last time I went through gates was at Ford Field, early June, for Taylor Swift concert. I'm sorry, we, I had to mention it, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, we, we tried not to mention Taylor Swift every week, but it seems to happen up here, so we apologize. But it was so fun, and, and I couldn't help but think of also the preparation, like, get, like being in line, to, the queue to get the tickets, and all of the kind of the chaos that went with that. Uh, the preparation, not necessarily for us, but people making signs, uh, picking your era, how you want to dress, uh, what album of Taylor Swift you want to dress like as, uh, and then friendship bracelets. I didn't know that was a thing, uh, but making friendship bracelets to trade with people at the concert. Uh, and so making all these little notes of, of, of preparation to get ready, uh, really to make a joyful noise, to join with tens of thousands of other people and uh, myself included, singing my lungs out for three hours uh, to Taylor Swift songs. This ends our portion of the Taylor Swift message today. <laughs> so how did you enter today? Like I said, sometimes we, don't, we think of entering the gates, we think of uh, these kind of big ominous uh, structures, but how, do we, how did you enter into this space, into this room, to this time? Were you prepared to make a, a joyful noise? Were you carrying good memories from this weekend? or a couple weekends ago with Taylor Swift? Or were you carrying the weight of maybe difficulties in a relationship, or at work, or some facet of your life? What do we bring with us when we enter into these spaces? These physical spaces, these times together? And what I took away from this passage is that we're invited to enter in a different kind of gate. We're invited to enter into a gate that we are welcome, that we are all welcome into. All the nations, every generation, you're invited in and that's worthy of joyful noise. I thought about the way that we uh, fill our lives. Sometimes uh, lives can be noisy. I think of you know, if we've got young kids, that can be sometimes a, a noisy stage of our lives. A noisy, not so sleepy, uh, or very sleepy, not getting so much sleep time of our lives. There's different types of noise, and so how do we ensure it's good, proper noise, not filling it with uh, just kind of ambient white noise and going about our days? And we don't feel so joyful, and I've found comfort in this psalm, this joyful psalm of thanksgiving, uh, most scholars uh, dated this psalm to the post-exilic stage of uh, Israel. And so in the midst of being under uh, great oppression, kind of wandering, not really sure what their future looks like, this psalm was composed and sung amongst their people. Written when they didn't really have a home, the temple was destroyed. When there was a lot of uncertainty in their lives, 
They talked about singing and making a joyful noise. Where no gates perhaps would welcome them, they made a joyful noise. And the language used here is is very intentional and specific. The words imply singing, as one commentator said, with no uncertain voice. If you look up the idiom, no uncertain terms, maybe we're more familiar with that, uh, it's very clear and decisive, no. Uh, Merriam-Webster, actually, the example in the sentence gives, uh, the woman turned me down for a date in no uncertain terms. Like, that's the example, okay. That's right off the bat. Uh, It resonated with that, uh, and uh, I felt it. But no uncertain voice. To have no doubt, to sing joyfully, to make a joyful noise through all the earth. We can do that in big ways, and we can do that in little ways. I thought about the, the noise of our lives. Like I mentioned, certainly there's, there's big moments, there's milestones like weddings, birthdays, things like that. But even just the way we orchestrate the everyday lives around us. Uh, I thought of uh, being at uh, my grandma's funeral uh, a little over a year ago, and someone seeing the obituary uh, and seeing my grandma's name and said, oh, I, I have to go, uh, because they remember growing up and the excitement and joy to be invited into the Kennedy's home. We got to watch TV at the Kennedy's, is what this man told me about my grandparents. Something simple. Got to watch TV. But because of how my grandparents lived their lives and shaped uh, their love for those around them, it was exciting to be welcomed into the gates of their home just to watch TV. Some scholars call this the uh, jubilate psalm, or jubilate psalm. Really emphasize jubilate there. Okay, I don't know. Getting excited about lunch, talking about food earlier. But it's a joyful noise that is not just kind of a, well, bless your heart, they can't sing, they're just, they're getting loud. The, the terms they use there are fanfare. It's shouts of acclamation. Certainly it may not be uh, in, the, in the best key, but it's worship with gladness. It's singing with no uncertain voice. It does not diminish pain or grief or hurt, but it points to a deeper joy, a joy for all the earth and for all generations. All the earth. What gets everyone singing in gladness and joy? The, the word used for worship here, the term used for worship, is a, is a combination of worship and service. And that's to indicate that every act of worship can't be separated uh, from, or worship and service are not, can't be separated. So personal worship can't be separated from acts of service done in our community. No separation of public worship and private life. No separation, all the earth, through all generations. Uh, One commentator noted that this would be a mind-blowing thing for the audience to hear and to sing and to hold true. All the earth, all generations, no longer just a single group or particular people, but a covenant relationship opened to all 
and to enter with joy. Access to the Creator, previously exclusive, is now open. The veil, as we now know, has been torn. This is groundbreaking and, and can be hard for us to grasp. But we're part of a larger symphony that we can scarcely wrap our minds around. The spectrum of joy and joyful noise is deep and wide. Entering his gates, it's inclusive language, is an invitation to join and be a part of it. The universe, my friends, is humming. I read an article recently talking about uh, a new discovery that there's what scientists have a better word for it, but I'm going to call basically a base note of the universe. And what scientists have discovered recently is through some very impressive lasers that I can't really begin to explain or even kind of picture in my mind that a team in the nanograv, it's a, that's an acronym for a very short, fancy uh, group studying space and time and those sorts of very smart-sounding things that I have no clue about. This article came across uh, my newsfeed, and they've proven that gravitational waves are creating almost a base note across the universe. They have proof that every proton and neutron from the tip of your toes to the top of your head, it's shifting, shuttling, and vibrating with a collective purr that encapsulates the entire history of the universe. I don't know if there's any astrophysicist or anything in here that can break that down for me, but uh, I'm going to have to talk to you after service because that sounds incredible. Adam Frank, a professor in astrophysics, put it this way, as children, each of us have a deep and easily triggered sense that the world is full of wonder, that everything is strange and amazing. We step out into our backyards, we look at the stars, and we just look with awe and wonder. And now scientists have given us this new understanding that each of us has an opportunity to go back and visit that awe and wonder as kids, or that we had as kids. That the solid-seeming ground beneath our feet is quietly shaking with the purr and the hum of the entire universe. That there is something at work in and all around us. Professor Frank puts it this way. The universe is an impossibly vast symphony. It's an endless coming and going of galaxies, stars, and planets, and this discovery exposes the intricacies and gracefulness of that melding. The universe is humming. There is a love that is permeating and driving all that we see and know and feel. So even in the midst of, I just don't feel like giving thanksgiving and praise or making a joyful noise, that joyful noise is purring all around us. The hum of the universe, whether we feel it or not, is there through all generations, through all nations. This is good news, that God is constant, always there in our midst, that his steadfast love endures forever, that he is our shepherd, we are his, 
and that He is good. We are made after His image. He is good. And so too are we. So ever you are, my friends, may you see and hear and feel that hum of the universe that's driven by the love of the Creator, the same love that He has for us. May we join that joyful noise and be a part of it as well. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we can gather in this space and be reminded of the love that you have for us, the love that you have for all of us, here and now and throughout all of history. So Lord, may we be reminded of that in times of thanksgiving, Lord, in times of grief and difficulty, may we know that the constant hum around us is you and your love for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. The First Presbyterian Church of Flint is an historic downtown congregation proudly part of the Presbyterian Church USA, the largest Presbyterian denomination in the United States. You can learn more about us at fpcf.org. You can check out our weekly live stream broadcasts on our channel on YouTube. But better yet, you can stop by any Sunday at 10.30 a.m. to worship with us. We would love to welcome you and your family to worship. Have a great week.